What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Empire 161 Show, Season 4, Episode 6. And thanks for watching us on this Sunday evening, because uh, that would be the hot topic of the week. Who's watching who? Uh, and those noticed, uh, we are opening up with Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell, with the featuring. uncredited featuring with the uncredited feature of Michael Jackson. One of the biggest pop stars of that era <laughs> in history. But he gets such, no credit. Such a weird, a weird little thing. Uh, but yeah, thanks for joining us as always. Uh, we appreciate the support. If you're joining us on the Facebook live stream, if you're joining us on YouTube or Twitter or Instagram, wherever you found your audio only podcast, we appreciate the support. And with me as always is Lisa. Lisa, what's up? Hey, hey. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Um, yeah, a lot to talk about. And it's not even uh, like baseball it's more drama um but yeah we're gonna talk about the blue jays and the red series uh happily the yankees won six out of seven games so that was a bonus for us because we always like when we have positive things to talk about rather than negative we also get to talk about luis severino coming back to the team i was very excited to uh hear that he was going to start today and i personally think he did a he did a good job for his first game back i know he was itching to get back on the field and it showed um and then Ed, I'm, I've said this before, I'll say it again. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for the day that the Yankees hire us because we continue to predict things well in advance of when they happen. And one of our favorite predictions finally came true during the sure season. I mean, my, my, my best friend commented when I reposted your post and was like, it basically was like, are you having a party to celebrate Aaron Hicks being DFA'd? I I don't feel bad about it at all because whatever I never want to see anyone lose their job but they got guaranteed contracts so oh well you you're not getting you're not losing a dime so who cares and you know what um, Paul O'Neill was talking about it I believe during yesterday's game and mm -hmm. he was basically just saying the writing was kind of on the wall for a long long time so I remember when you told me the only thing because you wrote you wrote D F A E D and the text, and it took me a minute to register. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> but then when I figured, and then when you wrote by Felicia, I was like, oh my God, it's the happiest thing ever. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, we, we also might want to reflect on over under how many times Aaron Boone will get ejected from a game this year because he already, ha he already has the most games uh, of uh, a manager this year. Yeah, twice this week also. Yeah, twice this week. I mean, today was like like a sneeze into the first inning. So, um, but yeah, lots of stuff to dive into today. So let's get into it. All right. Uh, and before we do, let's just uh, remind everybody, if you are checking out, so during the broadcast, send some uh, stars our way, the digital gift that helps us earn some money for popculturepros.com, because that's what we are presented by. So come hang out and uh, let's talk some Bombers baseball. And Ed, um, just for those that don't know, giving us a star, is that free? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it's, it's not – well, uh, is it? I don't know. I don't know. Flouchy, chime in. Like, I don't Boss, know. I know. I, is it free when a person gives you a star? Is that free? Or is it, a, is it like a digital donation? We should know this. Yeah, we <laughs> should. But right. I'll, I'll look into that 
I'll look into that before 8.30. Put it that way. Okay. And I'll have an answer on the other <laughs> on the other oh, that, show. <laughs> you know what? That's a good reason for folks to tune into your other show as well. Yes. For another Granny's another good reason. There you go. There's another good reason to check that out. Uh, but we got a lot of uh, Yankees baseball to discuss right now. Uh, so the game that kind of got things started, uh, the, all the hoopla this week, uh, was the Yankees on uh, – on Monday, topping the Blue Jays by a final of seven to four. Uh, Johnny Brito, he did get the he was the bulk man because we did predict Jimmy Cordero got the mm -hmm. he was the opener. He did go two innings, which was good because he had such a quick first inning. Uh, I yes, I have to just I have to say they were talking a lot about Johnny Brito, and Johnny Brito certainly did you know the work. He did five five and a third innings, but Jimmy Cordero started it off and went an inning longer than they thought he was going to go. Yeah. I. Excited for him to do that. Impressive job, though, by, mm -hmm. by, by the bullpen all week, by, honestly. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Spoiler alert. Yes. Um, but Johnny <laughs> Brito picked up his third win of the season as the bulk man. Uh, he went five and a third, six hits, one earned run. There were four runs overall, but some sloppy defense by the Yankees. Kind of, you know, didn't exactly help things out early. Um, no walks, 2K, so nice, nice outing for Brito. Uh, Michael Kane picked up his third save of the season, going to inning and a third. And Aaron Judge was two for two with two home runs. That gave him mm -hmm. 10 on the year at the time. Uh, three RBIs and three walks. Two runs scored, so huge night. And Willie Calhoun was one for four with his third home run of the season, uh, driving in two with a walk and a run scored. So the Yankee bench was really getting into it with the home plate umpire throughout the game. And then it really apparently had a hit a fever pitch in the eighth inning, but the Yankees were already up six, nothing at this point. Um, and then, you know, Boone gets ejected and the bench keeps going. And that's when apparently the shit hit the fan because on the Blue Jays broadcast, um, they went ahead and they noticed that Aaron judge kind of peered over while he was batting to towards the Yankee bench. His eyes diverted, and he went over once. He took that pitch, diverted again, and then he crushed a hanging slider. You know, it was a moonshot. It was like over 480. It was, it was absurd. Mm -hmm. And that's apparently what got things started. The Blue Jays announced team, they, in their defense, they made it, they just, they said it was just weird what was going on, that they've never seen that before. They never outright said. You could say they insinuated something was going on, but honestly, I've heard it a thousand times. In their defense, they didn't outright say it, but in today's day and age, you know how it goes. You slightly insinuate something or question something. The headline will read, yeah, that's it. It's like when you used to yeah. play telephone when we were kids. Yep. It was it. Yeah. That, that, that's where it turned into. Uh, the Blue Jays bench apparently wasn't too thrilled either. They were had some stuff to say after the game. And that's kind of what kicked things off. Because the next night is really when the drama happened, honestly. It was really the Tuesday night game when the shit hit the fan, uh, which we'll get into in a second. So Judge's response, though, when asked about this eye diverting after the game, he said that the bench kept on chirping, and he was looking over quickly to see who was who was still going. And he wanted to know who it was, being he is the captain, officially the captain now, and wanted to address them after the game. And Boone just got ejected at this point. So context mm -hmm. matters. Mm -hmm. 
Now, a lot of people, on, especially on our local sports talk radio, kind of dismiss this as bullshit. So, Lisa, where do you stand on this? Do you, I mean, do you think he was being relayed some signals or something like that? Because another thing within context to explain is the relief pitcher from the Blue Jays, who did get taken deep, admitted the next day that he was tipping his pitches. Catching somebody tipping pitches is perfectly legal and it's been going on in baseball since the beginning of time. Yep, so, and David David Cohen totally highlighted that throughout the next game. It's the truth. So mm-hmm. I think that's the question is, A, do you believe judges – do you believe what judge – his excuse after the game or his explanation after the game? Or B, do you believe that maybe he was being told about a pitch tip and took him deep. Like, these these are not, like, either one I don't have a problem with. I couldn't care less either way. You're not doing anything illegal. This isn't the Astros. This isn't the Red Sox cheating scandal. This is not anywhere near the same. So mm-hmm. what, what do you think? Where, where are you on this? I mean, he already hit a home run in the first inning. Does he need help? <laughs> he doesn't really need that much help. So um, whether somebody was trying to get his attention or not, I don't know. I a lot of players look into the dugout in between pitches, you know, before they're at bat. I've seen him look over in the past during games. I don't know where exactly he's looking. You can't tell. So it's not like he never did it before. And then all of a sudden he's doing it this time. Like every player does that. Um, And you're right. Boone had just gotten ejected. I remember he even went to put his hand up to call time right when Boone was getting ejected Mm -hmm. from the game. Mm -hmm. So, like, it could be that he was just like, wait, what? like you said, what's going on with all that noise? Um, it could have been a distraction, you know? Like, he, he could have been like, I'm up. <laughs> like, shut up. Um, yeah. It could have been that. It could have been anything. We don't know. All I know is that his whole career so far, he has been one of the most stand-up, honest players. He does not need to cheat. Um you know, I, but is it cheating? But that's what I'm saying. Is it really no, cheating? No, 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 no. It's no. Not, it, it, I agree yeah. with you that it's not cheating. I think players do that all the time. Coaches do that all the time. David Cohn was talking about how uh, he wasn't on the Yankees at the time. I can't remember what team it was. Um, where he said the third base coach after an inning came into the dugout and was like, hey, I got some news. Anybody know, want yeah. it? And like mm-hmm. one or two players would go over and talk to that coach. But a lot of the players wouldn't. Like they didn't need the information. And with, listen. With all the iPads that they have in the dugouts and everything, everybody's got access to everything. I'm sure there's camera angles out the wazoo that we don't even see that all no. of the teams have access to as well. So I don't know. Uh, like, I, I don't think it should have been made a big deal. I think they were just mad because he hit two home runs in one game, um, which also, by the way, uh, it, it was his 30th multi-home run game mm-hmm. uh, as a Yankee. And and he uh, only tails one, two, three, four people. I'm sure you know who they were. Uh, well, let's see. Multi-home run games. Are we going to go with Babe Ruth? Mm-hmm. 68. Uh, Lou Gehrig? Mm-hmm. 43. And you said two or three? I said four. Four. Uh, Mickey Mantle? 46. Uh, Roger Maris? No. Don Mattingly. Nope. You get one more oh, guess. So this is an interesting one. Um, 
It's the first time I got you. No, I, I, I yeah, you got me for here for a second. Um, you're gonna get it, Yogi. No, wow, you did not get it. Who is it? Joe DiMaggio. Okay. 35. Okay. He had 35 multi-home run games. Nice. So clearly, um, I mean, he's going to keep doing this. He's definitely – he's going to surpass Joe DiMaggio very soon because he's only five games behind him. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he's up there with, with those elite Yankees. Yeah, when you're, when you're being mentioned in that kind of a breath, I mean, you're, you're your not cheating. really heading in the right place. Yeah, you know you're not. You're not cheating. So, I don't know. That's the thing. I think it's just um, – it's a very it, it's an interesting thing to to label and the fact that it got you know there were people labeling cheating and stuff if listen if he was wanted if he really did want to know who was barking on the bench and wouldn't shut up that's one thing fine honestly i kind of buy that one but if they also picked up on the pitch tipping that was confirmed then that's fair game don't tip your pitches oh well there's nothing that's not cheating so enough um but that did take us to the crazy drama show that was. The oh Tuesday my night god! Game. It was like <laughs> as the world turns, or <laughs> it was novelas. That's what it was. It was, it was such Bao. a novella. <laughs> um, so they went ahead and took this one six to three. Domingo Herman uh, took a no decision because he had Ugh. three perfect innings, and when was ejected for having quote the stickiest hands that have ever been seen. By the umpire, which, I mean, there are many jokes there to be had. I will avoid them for now. But, um, yeah, that was just bizarre. Yeah, just Also, ironically, it was the same umpire and crew that called him the last time, right? Yes. So they warned him a couple of weeks ago, last month in April. Same Mm -hmm. umpire and crew warned Mm -hmm. him. So I guess we'll we'll talk more about Herman in a second. Let's get through the stat line because he was one of the big stories. There were two huge stories in this one. Uh, but Wandy Peralta went ahead and picked up his third save of the season. Aaron Judge was one for five with his 11th home run of the year. Two RBIs, a run scored, and broke many Blue Jays fans' hearts in the process by literally breaking a maple leaf that was set up in an ad in center field. Kudos to RotoWare for once again taking my money because I couldn't turn that shirt down either. That it was <gasps> oh, Aaron I can't Judge wait to standing. See it. It's on our page. You got you got to check it out. It's, I got to check priceless. it out. It's priceless. Uh, Gleyber Torres was two for four with two RBIs. IKF mm-hmm. joining in a home run uh, party, hitting his first of the first season. First one. Three, three runs scored and a walk. So, Domingo Herman ejected after the third inning after throwing oh, three perfect innings. A lot of layers to unpack here with this. So, you're right. Same umpire and crew. That warned him. So, honestly, how stupid can you be to have this? He did touch his pants later while he was in a dugout. You can see that he had some sort of like black substance going on right, there. And, so. and then he said it was it was, or people were saying it was dip. I mean, it did look the same color, could but be. still, come on. It but your be, hand but was there. It is. Your hand was yeah. there, and the way his hand was there, it was it was like this. It wasn't like it was like a blob. It mm-hmm. was. It was this. It looked like it was the stuff that was on his hand. So unless he went like this and then put his hand on his on his um, uh, pants, I mean, come on, Domingo. I I, I hate seeing this because he was pitching very well, and mm-hmm. 
like you can only assume well that's why and it yeah. and it sucks and it's frustrating and we were you know like we already we're already hurting with the starting pitchers yeah and he puts the he puts the team in a really bad spot cuz now he gets a 10 game yeah. suspension and they can't call someone up to replace him they're going to play shorthanded oh. during those 10 games yeah. so you just got to be better. I mean, you could put some of this on the coaching staff as well. Like, listen, you know what was, you know, he was just worn by this crew. They know the crew. They know all the scrap. Like, you got to be better than that. You just simply have. Also, isn't he the one that had some stuff on his neck that one time? Was that him? No, no. That was uh, Michael Pineda. Michael Pineda. Okay. Because I was going to say, Pineda. like, yeah. like somebody just, just has to watch him all the time now because I don't know what he's not understanding. Um. Well, I, I think that's part of the issue, though. I think overall, like, oh, listen, I'm not, I'm not defending Domingo Herman by any stretch of imagination because I'm really not at all. Like, <laughs> he's got a suspension. He's getting what he's deserved, whatever. But I think Major League Baseball needs to come up with some sort of a uniform test with this whole situation and implement that and come up yeah. with, like, hey, you can use this. You can't use that because – to only say you're allowed to use a rosin bag or rock rosin, that's not enough. Like, the pitchers are clearly telling you that the slick baseballs are not there. Like, in Japan, they use more tacky baseballs that are made yes. to be kind of tacky. So maybe that's something you look into. It's just something that baseball needs to come, come up with something uniform. To leave it up to the umpire's discretion every single time, is that's what I think is causing some of these issues because you had – Max Scherzer with the Mets having this issue. Mm -hmm. um, we had a slight issue, you know, with Clark Schmidt later in the week, which we'll get get to shortly. And now we got Domingo Herman twice. Like, warning a guy and telling him to go clean his hands, I don't have an issue with, and apparently that, that caused the whole stir. Um, but it just you have to be better about it. Now, the other stuff that was going on in this game was – you know, the whole barking of the benches, the Blue Jays asking baseball before the game to make sure that the Yankees coaches were in the coaching box, maybe for the first time oh in the history of God. baseball, because they thought they were getting at a weird angle that they can see tip pitching and stuff like that and relay that to the hitter. No, like just no. And then the next inning, Boom loses it because the Blue Jays coaches were not in the, in the, in the coaching box. Those mm -hmm. coaching boxes are bullshit. I'm sorry. They, they are. Because nobody is ever in them. They're, they're just not. And it, it, this turned into a whole hoopla. is yelling back and forth. Then it was the Blue Jays bench yelling at the Yankees bench, shut up, frat boy, or fat boy, or whoever. No, no, it was, it was fat boy. It was fat. He didn't say That frat. was a debate. Again, Look, it reminded frat, me of the, the blue dress. Fat. Thing. Yeah. So... That that turned this was this was absolute nonsense. And to tell you the truth, though, Aaron Judge putting it all to rest, blasting that home run, you oh know, later in the game, and also signifying breaking the maple leaf to just say <laughs> shut up and end this crap was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, you know, Blue Jays fans you were know, losing their shit all game, cheater, cheater. I'm like, stop, stop. You know what was awesome to hear though. Um, so when they had that sign built, they intentionally bought like extra pieces for the sign because they mm -hmm. thought that some players would hit it during batting practice. Um, but they had like just put that sign up like right before the season too. That was the first yeah. time it got broken. Yeah, Judge has a habit of doing these kind of things. He, he does, broke that screen the in the stadium. 
Yeah, in the TV, and the, and the Yankees left that TV unrepaired throughout the entire season. I know. Which I, I thought was great. They had a game. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but Judge has a way of reaching places and stadiums that not many do, or even anticipate. So, um, yeah, that was that was. It's just really good seeing the team fighting back now. Like they, we mentioned this last week that they're. They look like they're getting their mojo back now, and it, it really is showing. And this this could be a, a turning point of a season where they can kind of galvanize the team, bring them together, you know, to really take off from here on out. Mm-hmm. So good to see. Um, but more to the next night was the hiccup of the week. Uh, Just one. Complain. It, was, it was the only loss of the week. But mm-hmm. uh, Blue Jays did avoid the sweep by blanking the Yankees 3 nothing. Uh, not much offense to talk about, honestly, besides Aaron Judge going one for three with two walks. Uh, Garrett Cole, though, feel bad for him. He took a no decision going six innings, scattered yeah. seven hits, no earned runs, only two walks and six strikeouts. Wandy Peralta took the L. He gave a gave up a three-run homer uh, to Hansen in the 10th uh, inning. So, you know, it, it, you can't win them all, but, like, the Yankees' offense was completely kind of, like, shut down, uh, shut down that night. But yeah. they did. And... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was uh, going to move on to the next game. <laughs> Oh, no, no. I was just going to say Garrett Cole struck out six people, which makes him too shy of becoming the ninth active pitcher to reach 2,000 strikeouts. Queued up for Tuesday. Queued up for mm-hmm. Tuesday night. Could see, should see that surpassed. I would assume that's going to happen, yes. Yes, I think it's a safe bet. It's a pretty, Very pretty safe, safe bet. bet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the Yankees would go ahead and clinch the series by winning their third game of the series by a final of 4-2. to two. Uh we were talking. We were concerned about Nesta Cortez, you know, last week when we were talking about it. But he did go ahead and pick up his fourth win of the season. Uh, mm-hmm. Six innings, five hits, two earned runs, a walk, and six Ks. Uh, Ron Marinaccio picked up his first save of the season. Aaron Judge homered once again, going two for four, his 12th of the year. Two RBIs, his seventh double of the year. Labor Torres, two for five with a run scored. Anthony Volpe had a huge home run. Uh, his seventh of the season and a walk. And Aaron Hicks, former Yankee Aaron Hicks, was three for four <laughs> with an RBI and his second double of the season. Oh, if only he did that more consistently. Oh, man. Yep. So uh, Aaron so Judge's uh, 12th home run of the year was his 32nd home run versus the Blue Jays in 102 games. And that's the most of any Yankee, surpassing my all-time favorite, Jorge Posada, who had 31 in 186 games. So Judge did 32 in 101 games, 102 games, excuse me. They're going to play again this year. I'm sure he's going to hit more home runs. So mm-hmm. once again, he's, you know, breaking records, even though this is like, you know, against one individual team. Still impressive. It is. And he had, he got to pass Jorge Posada this early in his career. Yes. And no peeing on the hands in the offseason needed. That's so, so gross. That's so, and that makes me so upset that he actually did that. <laughs> and I, I think I shook him. his hand. Well, he was already retired at that point. I so know, I would I hope he wasn't hey, doing look, it anymore. It might be a daily habit. You don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. I, I, I am going to go get some hand sanitizer after this, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh so the Yanks would go ahead and keep on keep on keeping on because there was has not been an off day in a while. Uh until no. tomorrow. 
but they would go on to Cincinnati and take the opener by a final of six to two. Clark Schmidt turned in a pretty nice outing, his second win of the season. Five innings, five hits, two earned runs, two walks, and six Ks. Aaron Judge homering once again his third seven times in seven days. Complete insanity. Uh, yes. Two runs scored, a walk. Anthony Rizzo hit his tenth home run of the season. He was two for four on the night, driving in two with a run scored. And Kyle Higashioka had a big uh, double, Piggy. two RBI double late, uh, two RBIs and a oh, and a run scored. So. There was there was that so uh, yeah nice to see Schmidt you know improving little by little but he was also checked. I was just gonna say because of Domingo so this is like the 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 ripple effect right. Yep. This is the second time Domingo Herman has gotten caught so mm-hmm. clearly the Yankees have a problem or are not doing a good enough job so they scrutinized Clark Schmidt's hand and he's told to wash his hands and then the Reds manager Bell lost his cool. And got ejected after it because he was like, if you're telling him to wash his hands, he's got something on his hands that he's not supposed to. He should be kicked out. Oh, and, well, and, that. and that's the thing, though. I, I think that's that's part of what I was getting at before, though, is that baseball needs to come up with a uniform thing because apparently you can have too much rosin on your hands and it will make it extremely sticky. And and here's the other thing too. Let's say you are Patrick Ewing. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, Patrick Ewing was known for like sweating like he was showering. Nuts. So yeah. if, if you sweat that much and you have the rosin on your hand, wouldn't that change the yes. texture of it and yes. the consistency of it in a way mm-hmm. that it wouldn't for somebody who doesn't sweat that much? So no, you're hundred percent right. And Chapman too, by the way, that's another Chapman. Close yes, to the home Chapman analogy. was very well. Chapman also wore like a turtleneck in the middle of August, which I never understood. So total nut job. Um, but like you, oh, you also have to look into that because you cannot control whether a person sweats or not. Like, I wish you could. I'd be first in line to find out like how to <laughs> how to not do that because mm-hmm. homegirl could sweat in a blizzard. Um, but. Yeah. I, I feel like they need to look into that because then some players clearly have an advantage of others, you know, one way or the other. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I, I, I just think, yeah, I think they, I think you're right about the uh, uniform thing, whether they adopt what they do over in uh, Asia. Like they just, they just need to, they need to find something that's going to work. And until then the umpires are going to be super vigilant and inconsistent as well, because yeah. They, they, um, you know, the thing with Domingo Herman happened, but then they didn't eject Clark Schmidt for whatever was on his hand. And maybe it wasn't the stickiest ever, but they clearly had a concern about what was on his hand and told him to wash it. So how come Clark Schmidt gets to wash his hand? And I get it, Domingo Herman second time. I get it. Um, but how come some players get to wash their hands in between innings and other players get ejected for it? There has to be a consistency there. Well, my, my best guess, though, is that they suspected Herman had some sort of substance that was not rosin or sweat. Right, That's my right, right. guess. Schmidt, they probably right. didn't see anything that looked fishy. It was just like, hey, you've used too much. You need yeah. to wash your hands. So, And that's part of the problem is that you, just, you can't just have this. It's leaving it to the umpire's discretion is the problem. And right. it's going to, managers are going to keep getting ejected. 
pitchers are getting ejected left and right with that. Mm-hmm. And and it's a big and, consequence. Ten games and you can't bring a, huge, a guy up. You, yes. If you can't bring a guy up, like at the end of the year, uh, it comes September. If, if Domingo Herman hasn't ejected himself off the team, like yeah. homeboy better walk around with like gloves on. <laughs> I don't know, like. <laughs> Don't touch anything. Don't let any like have everybody feed you and, and give you water bottles and stuff because I don't want you touching anything during, uh, while you're in the dugout. Never yeah, go into or, never go never go into the clubhouse, please. <laughs> or have an umpire assistant follow you. I don't know. I don't know. Like get extreme with how vigilant you're being. Because I don't need you to get ejected in September and then we don't have you for the freaking playoffs. And David Cohen mentioned something during the game, which I found interesting. And he said back in his day, obviously, they weren't doing this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But he would go ahead and sometimes grab the rosin bag from the on-deck yes. circle, yes. which I would have pine tar on it. So if it was like a yep. cold night and stuff like that, he would do that to try to get some more tack on there. So yeah. that's another thing you got to be careful of. It's just it, – it's a little nuts. And I still stand by this. I know I said this last year, and I repeat it again. I don't have a problem with them – with pitchers using pine tar if you're going to let hitters use pine tar. It's just be consistent. If the substance it's either legal or illegal in the game, right. one or the other, you can't just have have it like that. Because yeah, they you both can't want say it for it's legal for reason. some and illegal for others. Yeah, it's stupid. It's just yeah. it's it's a little baseball and get your shit together. Like it's it's a little weird. Also, right. like you know, continue to change. Like don't take so long to change. Yes, like this this isn't evolve. rocket evolve. science. Yeah, it's not rocket science. It's really not. Like, be consistent mm-hmm. about things. That's it. Um, all right, so that brings us to yesterday's late afternoon start, which the Yankees took by a final 7-4. Uh, Johnny Brito did make the start in this game. There was no opener for him. Uh, no decision, not a great outing. Four innings, four hits, four earned runs, four walks, 4-4-4, uh, four, four, four. Uh, six strikeouts. <laughs> Clay Holmes Jay-Z. picked up the second one exactly. <laughs> Picked up his second win of the season, putting his record to two and two. And Ryan Weber picked up his first save of the season. Impressive to see the kids step up. Uh, Aaron Judge, though, more fours. Four for four with three RBIs, his eighth double of the season, and drawing a walk, including the go-ahead. You know, he was a one-man wrecking crew and didn't even need to home. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he really, right. really was. IKF hit his second home run of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Rizzo. Big home run in uh, the 10th inning. Two for five is 11th home run of the year. Three RBIs, a run scored. And newsflash, maybe the biggest takeaway of this game, Ben Rortvet exists. He is an actual live human being that is on the Yankees right now, replacing (laughs) Jose Trevino, who was on the IL with a hamstring. Two for four, though, opposite field double and two RBIs. That dude is fucking jacked, by the way. Like, he yeah, is, he is. He he's he in is the Hamilton huge. Cordero club. Yes, the Hamilton Cordero. I mean, Judge <laughs> is also huge. Stanton. Yeah. I mean, listen, don't mess with the Yankees in the weight room, man. I'm, nope. I'm yeah, seriously, much. or or on the field. Like, you might not want to get into a fight with the Yankees. No, you still don't want to get into a fight with them. No, you probably don't want that. Um, <laughs> so, but Ben Rortvet exists. So, for those who are wondering, in that trade, if we got a, a make believe player. He did not. He's actually witnessed him <laughs> play a baseball game now. So uh, that's nice to see. It could be the one saving grace to that trade last year with the Twins because, you know, the, the other two guys, 
not so much. I mean, IKF has been a nice bench player. He's in a role that I like to see him in now, off the bench, utility guy. Make sure you don't kill any outfielders, by the way, because we'll talk about that in a second. Like, it seems to always oh be an God. issue out there. He makes the plays, yeah. but you're going to get somebody hurt, dude. It's so um, – it's it's like you watch like this. like Yeah. You just cringe yeah. while he's out there. Um, real quick, with Ryan Weber, uh, you said here in his first save that was he was the seventh Yankee pitcher to record a save this season, which is the highest total for any major league team. We've talked about this before. We have no mm-hmm. idea who the closer is going to be. It leans one way for a couple of games, and then it shifts to another guy. I do think it's safe to say, though, that Wandy Peralta is our new um, eighth inning guy. Yeah, and, but and that's the thing. I don't mind the closer by committee at the point until somebody really takes a hold of this, and they haven't. No, like nobody has. Hence no. the seventh person to get a save. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. I Listen, no one has to. I mean, I don't think there's no rule that says you must have a named closer Every right. time, but somebody will emerge. Somebody's going to somebody emerge. Will. Is clearly the best option. My money is on Michael King right now. I think that's who he's mm-hmm. going to end up being. But I agree. We'll see. Also, welcome back because we had a, a pinch hitter in the game. Yes, uh, Greg Allen. Very happy to have him back. I remember when he first came on the team. I was a big fan of the energy that he brought. Mm-hmm. Um, because I really loved how he would, you know, like steal bases and be aggressive. And they interviewed him before today's game, I think. Uh, Susan Wolman interviewed him. And uh, she was talking to him about, like, you know, like, when did you know what your role was? That you would be, like, the come in and relieve people or come in and be a pinch hitter or a pinch runner. And he was like, yeah, you know, like, it took a long time. And it took me, you know, like, being traded, going to the to the minor leagues and, you know, like, seeing guys in the minor leagues that got stuck there, seeing guys in the minor leagues that got up to the big game. Um, Mm -hmm. So he was like, I didn't want, you know, to be stuck there forever. I wanted to continue to improve and grow. And I just wanted to help my team whatever way possible. So he's like, so my mentality was just always help your team, help your team, help your team. Unfortunately, some folks don't do that. And they get stuck. And they start thinking just of themselves and the rut that they're in which is what Paul O'Neill was highlighting about Aaron Hicks. Um, and it's unfortunate for Hicks, and it's Greg Allen's benefit that he gets to come back and contribute and produce. And he knows, like, if I could help this team win, that's great. This is a team that's always in contention. You know, like, they mm-hmm. always their, – their, their core value and philosophy is to win and get to the – to win the World Series. And while all teams are like, yeah, we want to get to the World Series – there are teams where individual players care about their individual stats way more than they do about what the team's success is. Mm-hmm. And if you care about your individual stats only, you're not helping your team, man. Like your team is not going to succeed because you cannot win a baseball game by yourself. Even if you go no. four for four with three RBIs, you, you're not the only one contributing to that game. So someone's got to be on base. Someone's, someone's got to be on base. Someone's got to score. Your team. Yeah. Somebody's got to throw the ball for your team and keep the other team from scoring. So. No, you're right. Um, so I like his mentality. I hope that he continues to contribute this year. I'm looking for that energy. I love him with Volpe, with Bader. Like, I like that. We've talked about this before. The high energy players are always going to be like my favorite players because they're Mm -hmm. the ones that can really, you know, like spark a change in the team. So I'm excited that Greg Allen is back to the team. Good addition. Yeah. And like you said, Paul O'Neill mentioned it and I think he, 
I mean, I know he stated that he wasn't 100% sure, but I think he said a lot without maybe even having to confirm these things. But it's true. Like, you know, and Aaron Hicks had his comments a couple of weeks ago where I don't I don't knock players for wanting more playing time, but when, like, you've played yourself out of a, a starting role and stuff and out of playing time, then you kind of want to be a little bit more quiet about that. You can – there's a way to say it without wanting to say it. Everyone wants to play, and I'm sure he was thinking – Hey, I need to get out there and play more to get to fight my way out of this. And he was showing a little bit of signs here and there, but I think them doing this solidifies what exactly what you were just saying. Solidifies the fact that his attitude in the clubhouse is probably not the best, mm-hmm. and a change of scenery will probably help him a lot. I know Boone said something like that in a pregame today, where he said, "You know, a change of scenery might be best for Hicks and." Yes. Listen, I'm not gonna. He's the guy's gonna get paid. He'll sign for a minimum somewhere else. And listen, if it's far away from here and he gets going, good for him. I mean, I, I'm not gonna sit there. I, I was not a fan, but you know, it just seemed like the fan base really turned on him, booing at the stadium. Like it just wasn't good yeah. for him. So yeah. hopefully he catches on somewhere and you know things work out for him. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, and that goes to this morning. The Yankees were on Peacock for those who uh, did not say on Sunday MLB Sunday leadoff. They were on for the eleven thirty five start. Uh, they completed the they sweep called, of the Reds. They called it baseball and bagels. Yes, it was. It was interesting because this is the first time I got to watch a Peacock game because last year I went to the game that was the eleven thirty five start. Yeah, so I, I didn't. Their telecast was fine. I didn't have an issue with it. I mean, mm. you know, the whole idea of them. You know, getting one color commentator from each team and bringing a different perspective to it, even though Todd Frazier did play for both teams. Um, you know, it was it was kind of cool. Like, it's an interesting concept. It's a little bit different. So I thought that was that was cool. And the broadcast overall was fine. I mean, I, I had no issue with it. But, um, yeah, I was actually eating breakfast while I was watching the first couple innings of this game. So, um, but the return, the headliner in this, is besides the Yanks completing the sweep, was the return of Luis Severino just in time for Domingo Herman's suspension, honestly. But this did get Johnny Brito sent option down uh, to AAA, mm-hmm. which I think was the right move. Um, but Sevy looked pretty damn good, man. I mean, he, he only did- went four and two-thirds. Yeah, he, la- he lasted four and two-thirds due to a pitch count, four hits, an earned run, uh, one walk, and five Ks. Uh, Albert Abreu came out of the bullpen to pick up the win, his second of the season. Clay Holmes picked up his fifth save of the season, which was a nail-biter. Late, I mean, that was things got pretty interesting. The go-ahead run was at the plate in the ninth inning. Uh, Harrison Bader hit his fourth home run of the year, a two-run shot. Uh, so he had two RBIs and a run scored. Gleyber Torres hit his seventh home run of the season. Uh, also had the – he was mic'd up for half an inning over there, mm-hmm. which was interesting to hear. And Anthony Volpe was one for four with an RBI with his fifth double of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I was going to say something. And, um, oh, Mark what out. I was going to say. No, I got it back. I got it back. I got it back. Um, what I was going to say was, so I was, I was driving somewhere, so I got to hear the majority of the game on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, so Susan Waldman was talking about how – um, in the fifth inning, you could tell Sevy knew that he was getting out of the game, so he was just throwing like whatever he could. He was just like, yes, I'm like, and strong. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they had him on a, a 75 pitch 
um, cutoff and he made it there and they were like, uh, so, but I, I think, you know, it was, um, it was good to see him back on the field. He was eager to get back and he showed it and he delivered. So good for you, Sebi. Yeah. And when he's, when he's healthy, Severino is a huge upgrade and a huge asset to the rotation. Absolutely. Just unfortunately just not healthy very much. And it'll be interesting Absolutely. to see what the Yankees do in the off season with him. Mm-hmm. That's that's going to be a tricky one there. Uh, I'll tell you, I know he's he's going to want to get paid, but I don't know. He's he's hurt a lot. So uh, I think every year of his career he's gotten hurt. Uh, last year was the only year where he um, pitched over ninety. Uh, uh, was present for over a certain amount of games. Yeah. Um, not ninety games. Uh, pitched a certain amount of games, and that was like the only year. Every other year, it was like he was out for the majority of the season. So, and then they were like, the good thing is he got hurt at the beginning of the season. So, but I was like, yeah, but he's got the whole rest of the season to get hurt again. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. He I goes know, ahead. Crossed. Come on, Seth. Contract What's year. Bu- bubble wrap around him. Bubble wrap. <laughs> uh, all right. So that goes ahead and brings us to our awards of the week. We'll start off with the top of the heap hitter of the week. I mean, it's we kind have of, the same so person. I'm, I'm, I'm if we don't sure have the same person, it's very weird. Yeah. So you listen, say it it's on Aaron. Three? Oh, you yeah, already said already. it. You're no, no, I did. I, I skipped it. I, I, I said Aaron. No, I, I heard. Like, I heard. Could have been. It could have been Hicks. It no? is not Hicks. Cut it out. <laughs> not Aaron Hicks. Uh, all right. Well, it is. It is Aaron Judge. Aaron In his Judge. last seven games, is what we covered. He hit 4.44 with a 5.59 oh, uh, on base percentage, with a slug over 1,000, 107.4. Uh, five home runs, 12 RBIs, seven walks, uh, 12 hits on the week, and seven runs scored. So tip of the cap to Aaron Judge. I mean, mm-hmm. absolute monster leading the way through a bunch of adversity, warranted or not. Definitely stepped up and shut a lot of people up who probably shouldn't have been talking to begin with. So, All right, so that brings us to the king of the hill, pitcher of the week, Lisa. What do you got this week? This, this this is interesting, this one. So, I cannot give it to just one person. I'm giving it to the entire bullpen. <laughs> Did I take yours, too? Are we two for two right. this week? No, no. I'm going to change it on the fly right now. Okay, okay. Um, I don't have stats because it's all of them. But they've been holding it down with all the injuries, the suspensions, the overuse, the taxing of the bullpen, but they still keep showing up and keeping us in and winning games. We won six out of seven games in these two series. That is clutch. We did that down pitchers. We did that with some pitchers, you know, like not being able to make it out of the fifth inning, the fourth inning. So kudos to all of our relievers. I cannot pick just one. All right. I, and that's going to be a tough one because it was a toss-up between Jimmy Cordero and Ryan Weber. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Ryan Weber, though. I'm going to okay. go with Ryan Weber here. Over the course of the last three outings, uh, he went three and a third, giving up only four hits, no earned runs, and one walk. And honestly, one strikeout and one save. So a little bit odd, but he also did pick up a win on against Toronto on the 16th. So Ryan Weber, who may or may not get his name mentioned in this situation again, that's my king of the hill pitcher of the week. But you're right. The whole bullpen really stepped up and was tremendous this week. So. Yeah, they were. Uh, all right, so the Yankees do go ahead and welcome in the Orioles starting on Tuesday because they thankfully 
get a day off. Uh, they just played, what was it, 32 out of 34 days in a row? Yep. Yeah, that's that's pretty nuts. So uh, they will be welcoming the Orioles, who they can potentially tie for second place in the AL East this week. Uh, yep. They are five and a half back of the uh, of the Rays, who a lot of teams are starting to close in on because the Rays mm-hmm. are coming back down to earth a little bit. So, mm-hmm. uh, Lisa, who do we got as our pitching probables this week? Um, and we're going to be there. Yes, for Cole, Tuesday. Yes. So, um, our first game is the game that we'll be at. It's going to be Kyle Bradish. I hope I'm saying his name right. Right-hand pitcher, 2-1 and one record, 3.90 ERA and 29 strikeouts. He will be playing against our ace, Garrett Cole. Right-hand pitcher, 5-0, 2.01 ERA and 68 strikeouts on the year. Um, on Wednesday, we have Tyler Wells, right-hand pitcher, 3-1 and one record, 2.94 ERA and 46 strikeouts. First, my guy, Nestor Cortez. Can't wait to see the cleats this time around. Left-hand pitcher, 4-2 and two record, 5.21 ERA, which is not the best. Come on, Nestor, get it together. Uh, and 48 strikeouts on the year. And then on Thursday, Kyle Gibson will be pitching for the O's. Right-hand pitcher, 5-3 and three record, 4.27 ERA, 41 strikeouts on the season. And he'll be playing against Clark Schmidt. Uh, he's righty. He's 2-4 and four record, 6 ERA, and 54 strikeouts for the season. So we'll see how that game, those that series lines up. Um, I still have a hard time saying that the Orioles are like, true contenders just because by nature of my entire life they weren't <laughs> so it's me it's me i know just, i know i know me. and we're heating up at a good time and we got some people back and hopefully we'll continue to get some more um except for josh donaldson josh take your time go hang out yes. with your boy aaron hicks for a little bit make sure you console him see if he's doing okay you can take your time i would love to see him really join his boy aaron hicks I know. Like, really but... join it. Like, I, I, listen, we, we can see what happens. I mean, the fact that they finally cut bait with Hicks, maybe they cut bait with, with Donaldson at some point this season. Maybe he comes back and stinks it up for a month. And I then don't know, because, like, you know, Aaron Boone predicted that he was going to have a breakout year. If you mean breakout by break something and not be able to play, then sure. <laughs> yeah, it has – that prediction has not looked right for – No, not at all. All right. Well, I mean, listen, two red hot teams going at it in the Bronx starting Tuesday. So excited to see that. And honestly, the, the Orioles, they are, you know, a division rival and stuff, but I'm not mad at a small market team going ahead and starting to pick it up. And they got some young players. I know Cedric Mullins is red hot right now coming in there. So it'll be a good test for the Yanks to see. The Yanks got a tough schedule coming up because even next weekend, they got the Padres coming in mm-hmm. as well. So. That, that should be interesting to see. All right. So that kind of does it up for us. Well, Thanks for joining us. As always, we appreciate the support. If you're joining us on the Facebook live stream, join us on Facebook. Check out the Empire 161 Show Facebook group. We share lineups and highlights and all the other stuff that happens. It doesn't make the show, so check that out. Uh, also check out Pop Culture Pros because that's what we're represented by Pop Culture Pros and PopCulturePros.com. Uh, if you're joining us on YouTube, 
Subscribe to Pop Culture Pros. Twitter, you can follow at Pop Culture Pros, but also be sure to follow at Empire161 Show. And checking us on Instagram. Check follow us. Is it follow on Instagram, Lisa? Yeah. Okay, it is fine. At the underscore empire underscore one six one underscore show. And go ahead and check that out as well. Um and if you're checking out your us on the audio only podcast, subscribe to Pop Culture Pros. We got a lot of cool stuff on the channel and the uh, website. Lots of cool stuff. Uh, especially in 40 minutes. Granny's Peach Tea. So if you're into comic books and stuff, we'll be talking about the latest episode of The Flash. The second to last of The Flash. It's wild that that the show's penultimate. The penultimate. Yes, it's crazy. So check that out. And we will be talking about Transformers the movie from 1986, a film that has scarred many children from the era. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it'll be wild to talk about. So we will get into that. So check Jason and I out over there. Lisa and I will be back next week with another episode talking about the Yanks weekend baseball. So. Now, before uh, we leave, I see you wearing a shirt today, but I can't see the shirt. What's it say? Oh, it's Yankee Stadium. Oh, nice. Okay. I am wearing yeah. a shirt that says, Pitch, please. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Could be for the pitch block. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. So, we'll, we'll uh, post when we'll be back next week. We'll have to figure it out around Memorial Day. There's a strictly around that time. Holiday, so. We're going to be busy on Sunday, just saying. Yes, I don't know if we want to do a show after hours of the barbecue. It could be interesting. I'll tell you that. It could be a very interesting show. A lot of guests, a lot of guests, uh, uh, people. Yes. So. <laughs> we might want to consider that. We'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. Uh, we'll see you next week. Let's go, Yankees. Bye, everybody. Peace.